0: You know, what's crazy is I think that we have lost the ability to dream in the way I think that God intended for us to dream. We dream with kind of these limitations of here's what's available to me or here's what I've seen someone else do. And I think God really wants to kind of blow that up and say— You're not limited by what someone else has done or the path that someone else has created. I've created you to be the pioneer, and I'm going to ask you to do things that no one else is willing to do, and I'm going to ask you to go into a land that no one else has been. When we listen to that, and when we accept that, and when we're faithful with that instruction, I think that He gives us the capacity that we need at the time that we need it.
1: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith & Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're gonna meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling at all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, It's a lifestyle. What would it be like if you could walk confidently in obedience to where the Holy Spirit directs you? Walking confidently in the skills the Lord has given you so that you can see Him do something wonderful and beyond what you could ever ask for or imagine. Whitney Kronberger is a life coach who helps Christian female entrepreneurs find joy in the life they've built while scaling their businesses. I was drawn to Whitney because of her zest for faith business and letting the Holy Spirit lead in all you do. From the moment we met behind the mic, I knew she was the kind of gal who gets what running a faith filled business really means. In this episode, Whitney and I chat about the realities of entrepreneurship and how to live confidently and obediently while following the Holy Spirit's promptings. We also discuss how to build confidence in your abilities and send shame packing its bags. Hint, it has more to do with God than you. And we also chat about how to build a supportive community that upholds what the Holy Spirit is doing in and through you. So get ready to embrace holy ambition and light a fire within you to be obedient to God's calling and the Holy Spirit's promptings. Hey, Whitney, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me be here. This is such an honor. Yeah, thank you so much. I am excited to have our conversation today. We're talking about some of the realities of entrepreneurship and how to live confidently and obediently where the Holy Spirit is guiding you and prompting you. So I would love to begin by having you tell us about yourself, your personal journey, and some of the experiences that you had that led you to what you do today. Well, I live in Colorado
0: Springs, Colorado, with my husband and three kiddos. I ended up here. My husband and I graduated from college in Greeley, which is kind of north of Denver-ish. And my husband had an internship with Compassion International, and I knew I was going to marry him. He wasn't as sure as I was. Um, So I followed him down to Colorado Springs, and I started working for a nonprofit called Young Life. When I was sitting in the interview, the gal that was interviewing me, I thought, this company, this nonprofit is incredible. And I want her job someday. Like, it just seems like so much fun to conduct and facilitate the interviews. And so I got hired and I was in finance for a little while and then was moved to to human resources pretty quickly. And I worked and did some of the back end paperwork, things like that for a while. And then they asked me to move into the talent acquisition or employment coordinating role. And so it was an absolute dream job. And It was incredible benefits, incredible people. The mission of Young Life is really cool. And I thought, this is it. Like, I've arrived. I cannot believe before I even turn 30 and have kids that I'm doing my dream job. And it was. It was a dream job. I loved what I did. I loved working with the executives and the directors and managers and help them hire their teams and pull together teams that worked well. And then I started to think about what it might be like to not be at a nine to five and have some freedom outside of that. And so, and just to make a little extra income, I had started having kids at that point. And so I got into the network marketing space for a few years and pretty quickly was at six figures and tripled my salary at the nonprofit And so that led to some conversations about doing that full-time and then walking away from Young Life. And so after 10 years of working there, I walked away and had my third baby while I was still doing network marketing. And then I found that I loved that business, but I really loved the coaching piece of it more than anything. And so I decided to step away from that after a few years and start my own coaching business. And then... What I found was really surprising to me. I thought I just wanted to be a life coach and just kind of general life coach. And I started attracting these female entrepreneurs that were struggling with confidence in their decisions and boundaries and their identity and burnout and all of these things. I started to see themes. And so I decided to really niche down. And now I'm a life coach for Christian female entrepreneurs. I typically work with women that are further along in their business that have maybe even learned or mastered the art of making money. And they're trying to figure out, they're asking themselves, has it been worth it? Is this the end? Is this all there is? And man, I've strained my relationship with my husband or I've given my whole self to my business for so many years and I don't have a good relationships with my kids or I've got mom guilt or whatever it is. And I'm finding that they are needing safe spaces to come together and admit, here's what's going on. They're in deep cycles of shame. And so my goal and prayer is that I create safe places for those women where they don't have to filter out and they don't have to be on that stage or that pedestal that everyone else sees them on. And they can just come together, come in one-on-one coaching and really kind of think through the priorities, like the things that actually matter. And how do we get back to those? So that is what I do full time now. And I find it to be really fortunate that I've had three dream jobs in my life and I'm still pretty young. So it's worked out okay so far.
1: (laughs) That's a blessing for sure. And what a beautiful opportunity just to speak into women's lives who really, really need it and who have gotten that dream that uh, the world says of money. And then they get there and they realize, hey, hold on. There's a lot that is in here that I need to unpack and to be able to walk with them in that is amazing.
0: Yeah, it is. Yes, you're totally right about that.
1: In your work, and you mentioned this, you emphasize like, the importance of obedience and following the Holy Spirit's guidance. So can you provide some practical advice for us, some examples, really, of how me and other entrepreneurs can cultivate obedience, bold faith in their lives while following the Holy Spirit's promptings? Because I think that that's tough. Like We say we want to do it, but how do we actually do that?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I do think that even wherever we're at in our journey with the Lord and our relationship with Jesus, I think that it is something that we're all always striving for and I'm always thinking about. The first thing that really comes to mind is in order to get to the place where we are in union and we are communing with the Holy Spirit, it's just like a shepherd and his sheep. We have to know the shepherd's voice. And so one way that I hear the Holy Spirit and I hear the voice of the Lord is almost audible sometimes, but it really comes when I am creating intentional space to listen well. Sometimes it is, you know, it comes when I'm not expecting it or something like that. But I find that when i'm in communion with god and when i'm having conversation with him during the day and i'm really asking like okay holy spirit i need your direction in this specific area i'm faithful to ask he's faithful to deliver and i find that he's not it's not usually an answer that answers a a why or a how it's almost like a yes go in this direction. Yes, you're doing this. Yes, go in. But it's never this detailed. I'm going to give you all of the steps to learn how to do this. But I do think that once we can start creating that intentional time and once we are listening to his voice and getting into the word consistently and having that constant conversation, then all bets are off because what happens is we are now into kind of a realm of unlimited possibilities. Like I just, I think what the Lord does and our relationship with Jesus, what that looks like is this kind of heavenly download. Like we're no longer limited by algorithms or what culture says is appropriate or what people tell us we are capable of. It is this direct link to the creator of the entire universe that we have access to. And when we are asking for that guidance or for the next steps, it's like he's not giving us limited options here. He's saying, you get to decide what this looks like. And if you're asking for permission, and if you're asking and connecting with me consistently, you're not going to make a mistake here. I really believe that sometimes as entrepreneurs... Uh, we think, oh man, there's it's kind of black or white, right? We get like, it's either this path or this path. And if I choose the wrong one, then I don't know what's gonna happen. And I don't really, I don't believe that's how the Lord works. I think he says, I'm giving you free will. And yes, there may be a path that's going to be better for you, but ultimately I never leave you. I'm always going to be here. I will always walk with you. And as long as you are consistently repenting and giving your life to me daily and laying down yourself and trying to, work out of the flesh, not working in your flesh, then I'm going to bless you and I'm faithful to do that. And so when I think about obedience and I think about the gift of the Holy Spirit, I feel like we have a significant advantage over the rest of the people in this world that don't believe in Jesus Christ. And so I just know that there is so much power there that we have access to, that we often don't even give credit to because we take so much of the responsibility on ourselves. And when we do that, we put pressure on ourselves. We have expectations of ourselves that God never asked us to have. And it keeps us from stepping out in that bold faith and making bold moves and doing things that may scare the rest of the population, but they don't scare us because we know who has our back. And the last thing I'll say, I heard... I was listening to a podcast actually that Jamie Winship did with Jenny Allen. And I don't know if you've heard that. It's a three part series, just rocked me. And one of the things that he talks about in that interview is going into Jordan and Iraq and Iran and all these, you know, hostile places with his kids. And um, his job was to go in and, cultivate relationships and things like that. Anyway, it reminded me so much of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how the Lord was with them. And even though at that point, they didn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit, they were in communion with God, the Father, right? They went into what would certainly be their death. And they knew whether he saves us or not, he's still sovereign. And I hope that every morning when I wake up as a female Christian entrepreneur, that my prayer is that Holy Spirit come. My job is to submit to you because you are sovereign. And I don't need to know the how and I don't need to know the why. My job is to be faithful and to be your hands and feet. So you tell me what it is today. And if I'm doing that, then everything else seems to kind of work out the way it should for the most part. He doesn't say you're not going to have challenges, but I do think that He gives us the capacity that we require for that day. And that is all we're guaranteed. And I'm good with that.
1: (laughs) Dang girl. That is so good. So powerful. And just that reminder that we have a direct line to the creator of the universe and that that is an advantage to us. I mean, and I loved how you said like, it's more powerful than the algorithms. Like we have something more powerful than that. And I talk a lot recently on the podcast about how strategy has just kind of thrown out the window like I do believe strategy is good and you should have your goals and your vision and all of that because we need that you know it's in the bible that it was written on the tablets like just to have have that on there but then we need to be able to have that time where the holy spirit guides us and we're willing to just go wherever he leads and and that's more powerful than knowing all the numbers behind the algorithm knowing all what you're supposed to do like he knows he will open those doors things will happen I would love to hear, because you work with quite a few women on this to have holy ambition and really follow the Holy Spirit, if you have a couple examples of women, even yourself, how doors have opened or or things, these miracles have happened as they've followed the promptings.
0: Yeah, I do consider it a huge honor to sit across from women who have done extraordinary things, and I get to hear their stories, and I get to uh, help them work through Things that, you know, sometimes we don't expect or think that people at that level would struggle with. What's interesting is that I think we have a view sometimes of successful people in the world, and we have an idea that, oh, they have enough money, they must not, whatever. Oh, they've seen enough success, they must not struggle with. Or I should be past this because I've made X amount of dollars, or I should be through this because I'm a life coach, so I should have my life together, right? And I think that is where we get into a cycle of shame where we start saying to ourselves, I should be, I should have, look at what they're doing, they've got it all together. And then when we find ourselves in those shame cycles, that's when we really get paralyzed and we stop moving forward. And so my job as a coach is really to sit with my clients during those moments of confusion or where they are indulging in nonproductive thought patterns and to say, hey, do you see how this might be kind of holding you back? Okay, so once we remove that block, then what's possible? And so I've had some clients where they were kind of going down one particular path. And one comes to mind in particular, who's uh, she's a film photographer. And she is excellent. Her work is absolutely beautiful. And she has always had these ideas of actually owning a company that pulls in video, videography for weddings, and that does floral, like just the whole package for their clients. And she was like, but I'm just a film photographer. And one of the things that I've loved working with her with specifically in the last year is, okay, if this is the dream and if you see that this could potentially be possible, how are we making steps today to move towards that? How are you connecting with other people and networking and finding people that are in those industries that you can start collaborating with now so that when you create this umbrella company, you've got people to send and you are kind of almost curating a group of people to work with you and beside. you. You so you can have this umbrella company. Otherwise, what happens is we have this idea, we never take steps towards it. And then five, 10 years down the road, we're like, man, I wish I would have done that, but we never did anything today to move towards that goal. And one of the things that I absolutely love doing with my clients is what's the one thing? What's the one thing today that you can do to help you move towards that goal? And you know, what's crazy is I think that we have lost the ability to dream in the way I think that God intended for us to dream. We dream with kind of these limitations of here's what's available to me or here's what I've seen someone else do. And I think God really wants to kind of blow that up and say, you're not limited by what someone else has done or the path that someone else has created. I've created you to be the pioneer. And I'm gonna ask you to do things that no one else is willing to do. And I'm gonna ask you to go into a land that no one else has been. When we listen to that and when we accept that, And when we're faithful with that instruction, I think that He gives us the capacity that we need at the time that we need it. And so He's not asking us to worry about something and own that worry now that He has in store for us for later. He he knows He's going to increase our capacity. And so our job right now is just to say, Lord, whatever feels like that scary thing that you have for me you show it to me in the time that you want to show it to me. And I promise to just be open to it and not to just knock it off at the very beginning or write it off at the very beginning. And I think that when He knows that we have a willing posture and a willing heart, He gives us more every single time. It makes me think about when God called Moses in to go lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And He's like, Moses immediately just goes into, can't do this, can't do this. I have a list. There's no way. What are you talking about? He's never going to let him go. And God's like, I have it planned. I have the people that I'm going to give you. I've got the plagues that I'm going to bring. I already have the route that I'm going to take because I know you guys aren't going to be faithful. And I know that you're going to need 40 years in the desert to think about what you've done. Even though it's a 14-day journey to the promised land, we're going to go on the long route because you're going to need that time. And so I think that it's interesting that if we knew if we knew what God had in store for us, we wouldn't be scared. I think that we would be so open to what He has because we would feel secure in His plan. But He's like, I'm not going to give you the whole roadmap. I'm going to give you what you need today. And your job is to say yes. And then He's going to expand that a little further and a little further. The magic in that is that when I even think about my own journey, I never could really feel what it was like to have dreams come true or to have the things come true that he's promised me for so long until I was actually there. I dreamt about these things and I knew he had them in store for me. And then when they started to come to fruition, it was like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. And I think what I actually experience most of the time is, how did I get here? This feels like a fluke. I don't know what I did. And we forget to celebrate and we we forget to give him credit. And I think he knows that. And so my encouragement in that is the things that you are praying for and the things, the promises that he's made to you, don't forget to give him credit and also to celebrate too. And to rem- remember that it is rare that we get to plug in to a God that has our best interests at heart, that loves us unconditionally, that wants us to experience this life even though He knows it's brief to the fullest. And the fact that He comes down to the place that we're at and we don't have to go somewhere to meet Him is extraordinary. It's like any other religion that's out there. And so I just I consider it a privilege to be able to just plug right into that. It's incredible.
1: It is incredible. And it opened my eyes when you were talking about the shame aspect and how that can paralyze you. A lot of times I think about it just like overload or a lack of confidence. But even with me, I mean, I resonate with that so well right now. I've been dealing this past week with some shame of like, Mm. oh man, I should be better at XYZ because I've been doing this for three years. I should be better at this. You know, why don't I have a handle on this? You know, like just praying out to God, like, God, I didn't imagine it to be like this, you know, (laughs) three years later. And it's like, wow, what a scheme of Satan to be putting shame to then paralyze me from this God-sized dream that God has given me and to really be kind of that barrier of hearing from the Lord. And so just by removing that shame, I can really connect with the Lord and know what He has for me. Yeah. And just putting those limitations, I think That goes into like, how do you have the confidence for people who are starting off, but then people who are maybe in it for a few years and they're starting to feel like a lack of confidence? How do you build that confidence so you can continue to go and just follow? Because I think you can have a clear direction from the Holy Spirit, but if you don't have the confidence, you lack that confidence, then you're not going to follow it. So, how do you build that confidence so you can just go?
0: Yeah. I think it's so important. And, you know, in the Christian culture, confidence sometimes sounds like a a dirty word that, oh, man, we connect it with pride. Or we think, if I'm confident that I'm prideful, and if it's all about me and I find my confidence in myself, then yes, it can be prideful. But I think when we can identify that our confidence only comes from our identity being a child of God, being a daughter of the King, and being equipped to do incredible things, miraculous things, then our confidence has nothing to do with us. I tell people all the time, I have a a mastermind that I pull together, and I often feel like an imposter putting this together because I haven't made $5 million and because I'm not even as far in my own business as some of the women that I'm coaching that are extremely successful and have grown multiple businesses. And so I find myself in imposter syndrome sometimes. And the Lord is so sweet and gentle to remind me, if I wanted somebody in that position that was further along, then I would have called somebody else. But I called you because I want you to teach them about things outside of their business, not about their business specifically. So as a life coach, I'm not teaching women about algorithms and about email funnels and marketing strategies because I really believe that the Lord has called me to create a container that is focused on marriages and relationships and identity and boundaries and shame cycles and the things in their life that will keep them from stepping into the best version of themselves as a business owner but that are also the most important thing. How do we be fully present at home while also running a successful business? So I think that when we can when we can come back to, it has nothing to do with me as a person. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing that we're all on the same playing field. Then, then that confidence comes because the Lord is doing a good work through us. And then it takes the flesh out of it. I think about what you just said, like one of the tactics of the enemy, I think shame comes when the enemy has control. Conviction comes when the Lord is in control. Because I do believe that we are supposed to be convicted and we are supposed to confess and repent. But when it's coming from a place of shame, that's when the enemy owns that. And then he gets to dictate what happens because of it. And when when we are consistently asking the Lord to refine us, then the conviction is what leads us to repentance and to movement. His kindness is what leads us there. And when we can get to a place of ditching the shame and embracing that conviction, then we have the confidence moving forward because we've felt that direction straight from the Lord instead of, am I doing this out of fear? Am I not doing this out of fear? where That's kind of where the enemy's territory is. I think about screw tape letters. And sometimes when I get into a situation and I'm backed up against a decision or in a circumstance that I'm not confident in moving forward with, I think, what would the enemy want to do right now? What would his game plan be? How would he want this to end up? How would he want me to react? And then I think about, okay, what's the opposite of that then? Because often I think it's tough to figure out, is this a closed door from the Lord or is this the enemy trying to pull me off course? Is this an opportunity from the Lord? Or is this the enemy trying to distract me? Like even as a seasoned believer, I think it's tough to see the differences in those. And so one of the things that I really believe is so important is to make sure and surround ourselves with women and with mentors and coaches and pastors that know us really well and that know our character and that also have permission from us to speak into our lives boldly and to call us out when we tend to go off track and when we give them that permission and we're trying to make this decision or we're trying to find that confidence to take this step and do this next thing or scale our business or say yes to this huge opportunity when we consult with the holy spirit first and we're in prayer about it first and then we go out and consult with the people that know us the best, I just know that God works in amazing ways through those people. And it is one of the greatest assets that we have as believers to be able to connect with the Holy Spirit in our life. And for me to see the Holy Spirit is working in you, and I trust that, and so I'm gonna trust that you've got a good word for me too. And then when God speaks through all of those people, the confidence is you can't shake that because it comes from a heavenly place, from a divine place that the enemy has cannot touch. And when we're in that place, then we become unstoppable.
1: Where do you build that community? How do you find that community that really supports you? And I think, too, if it's not a community that's out there, you know, you have a community and, and I'm having a community as well. But if there's not one that's out there, how do you establish that and ask for that? Because I think that's a bold thing too.
0: Yeah. Such a good question. And I do think the older we get, especially as women, it's a little harder to create that. I joke that the older I get, the more introverted I become, totally. and it is hard. I mean, I was at a birthday party for my four-year-old yesterday, and I know I'm like walking into a house full of adults, and I've got to go make friends with all of them, and it's not always comfortable for me. And I get really shy sometimes in those situations. And I walk in, and I start, con- oh, I know that guy. Oh, I'm. Oh, she sounds. Fam- she looks familiar. How do I know? And we're making these connections, and sure enough, in some way or another, I've either worked with every person in there or we're friends of friends. And I was like, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> but I do think that it is tough. So one of the pastors at our church, his name's Daniel Grothy. He wrote a book called The Power of Place. And he was on an interview recently with a gal. Uh, her name's Minnie Linscombe. She has a podcast as well. And they were having a conversation about these friendships that we have that are lifelong. Friendships that we may have had from Elementary or junior high or college or whatever. And just what a gift that is to have those relationships for such a long time. But what if we don't? What if we don't have those relationships? And now we're at a different place in our life where maybe we've outgrown some of the people around us. Then what do we do? And there's a couple of things that come to mind when I think about this. Number one, at least for me, it feels uncomfortable. It feels uncomfortable to go and to say to another person, You seem like you know who the Lord is and you've got the Holy Spirit living in you. And I would love to see where this goes. I'd love to connect with you and I would love to just have a conversation every once in a while and just see where this goes, especially people that are local to actually make time for that and to put yourself out there. I think there's lots of groups online and we can find people that are, you know, things we have in common with. But one of the things that's worked for me, (laughs) at least, is that I just get weird when I ask people to be my friend. I'm like, here's the thing. I don't know you. I do this on Instagram all the time. I'm not kidding. You can ask people that follow me on Instagram. They're like, yep, Whitney did this to me. I'll find somebody on Instagram and I'm like, I see the direction that your life is heading and the things that you are involved in and the way that you talk about your relationship with the Lord and just the things that you're interested in. And I just think you're cool. I just think that you are a fun person and I would love to get to know you. And they're like, are you trying to date me? What are you trying to do? And I'm like, here's the thing. I know I'm weird, but I just like I just think that you're cool and I think you're awesome and I'd love to just connect with you. And there's no agenda besides, I think you're great. I even had a friend... An acquaintance, actually, we've never even met in person. And I was like, Hey, there's this concert that I see you posting about, and this person's coming to Colorado. You fly to Colorado, you can stay with me. Like, I think you're great and you should stay with me. And she was like, No one's ever asked me that before. But I think that we kind of have to get uncomfortable sometimes. And I think that we as a culture have just isolated so far that that feels weird. And it feels weird to make those connections. But I don't think that the Lord designed us to live in isolation. And I think He He very much designed us to live in community. And because of that, I trust Him at His Word that it's important. And so uh I do think, and I'm typically a friendly person. And so it's not sometimes it's not as hard for me. But I do think that that Holy Spirit living inside of me, if I feel prompted to say something to someone about something you better believe that I'll say it because I know what it feels like to miss an opportunity when I've been called by the Holy Spirit to go out and do that. And I don't want to feel that again. I know what it feels like to be Jonah. I have been Jonah. I have run. I have run away from his calling. I have been disobedient and said, I'm too scared to do that. That feels too big. I don't even know what she's accomplished in her life, but she's way ahead of me. There's no way she would be my friend. And he's like, don't you ever say that because I live in you and the power of the Holy Spirit lives in you. And so I'm going to give you all that you need to go make that connection or that you need to make that decision. And so being a Jonah and my life has produced physical pain in my body and I, I don't want to go back. I'm not going back to that. I know what it's like. And so I just think, man, When he prompts you to say something to someone and go be weird, go be weird because he's going to bless it and he loves his children and he loves when we love each other and he loves when we connect with each other and I'm on board for whatever he's on board for.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we've all been Jonah. I mean, my goodness, we've all had that experience and then felt that gut-wrenching pain of like, oh, you know, the Lord convicting us and just that missed opportunity. So to definitely like fully go after that. And I've been bold too. And and I've been bold and I had so much success being bold asking for relationships, but then I've also been bold. And I think, you know, I'm just like you, I've been coming more like an introvert, but like, I can feel that you're kind of like when you're around people, like you feel like an introvert, but then it charges you up. And then you just kind of like, you go and like, Holy Spirit on fire, like, yes, this is it, my people kind of thing. And so I become, I think, overly like inviting and like, oh, yeah. let's be best friends, that kind of thing. And it isn't always received. And so yeah. for me, then I feel like my confidence kind of starts to lack a little bit because I'm like, oh, well, I kind of got burned last time when, you know, I asked somebody yeah. or was like too forward. How do you deal with that? Have you ever experienced that before?
0: Oh, absolutely. hundred percent.
1: I've been shut down
0: so many times. (laughs) People are like, okay, wow, it's a little too much, you know? (laughs) I think it's like classic uh, life coaching is that we are not called to be responsible for other people's thoughts and emotions. And so um, there is, for a lot of years, I lived in that realm of people pleasing and it ruled my life. I was very much a slave to what people thought to the point where I would make really bad decisions because I thought he wanted that or she wanted me to say that or they wanted me to wear this or hang out this way or whatever it was. And I made a lot of really poor choices because I allowed that to be what led me. And so now I think that when we can take our thoughts captive and to the obedience of Christ, it gives us room to not hold the weight of what is she going to think about me How did she respond? She didn't do what I thought she was going to do. She doesn't like me. She doesn't want anything to do with me. She thinks I'm weird. And we can take that weight, which we were never supposed to carry, and kind of put it off to the side. One of the things in that interview with Jamie Winship and Jenny Allen, Jamie was talking about expectations, like the word expectation was actually never in the bible it was it's not in any language up until the industrial revolution responsibility the same thing both words until the industrial revolution it wasn't ever something that you would find in the bible where we god would say this is your responsibility or my expectation of you is this and what we often do with other people is we take their thoughts and feelings and emotions and we make them our responsibility. If they think this, it must be true. Or if they think this, I need to alter my behavior or change something about myself. And I think true freedom, Jesus did this perfectly, was he was able to interact with people that he knew didn't agree with him, that he knew had horrible thoughts about him, and he was able to take that and say that doesn't take away from the truth of who I am and what I've come to do. And I think we have that same invitation to say their thoughts are their own. I have no control over them. Their emotions are their own. I can't control their emotions. All I can do is control my own behavior and my own relationship with the Lord. And so when I reach out and I'm faithful to do something that the Lord has asked me to do, that is all I'm responsible for. That's my part. And then all of those thoughts and feelings, then it is our job to give those to the Lord, to the obedience of Christ, and let those thoughts Take those thoughts captive so they aren't dictating our behavior going forward. One of the ways that I that I teach my clients to do that I do this myself is through a thought model that when I was uh, getting my life coach certification, I went through life coach school, and so this was Brooke Castillo's model that she taught. But it's to identify the circumstance that's happening. So it could be uh, she said this to me, and you would literally write down on a piece of paper exactly what she said, or he said verbatim. It has to be something that can be proven in a court of law. And then what's my thought about it? When I say that out loud, how does it make me feel? So you write your thought and your feeling. And then what am I doing because of that emotion? When I feel shame or embarrassment or whatever the feeling is, how am I responding? Well, I'm going to go hide I'm not going to reach out again. I'm not going to go and do my podcast in confidence. I'm not going to go and write great copy or show up on social media or write that email that I'm supposed to write because I'm hiding. And so all the things that we're doing or not doing because of that emotion. And then the result of that comes. It's directly connected to our thoughts. Our results are always connected to our thoughts. She thinks I'm a weirdo. And then I become a weirdo because I hide. I don't believe in manifestation, but it's almost like it's bringing that to fruition because we, our actions are leading us to the result that we were trying to avoid in the first place. And so I think that when we can identify the thoughts that are giving us the result that we're not happy with, we have the ability and the freedom to change that thought. And we only have that because we're asking the Holy Spirit to bring about that conviction. Okay, Lord, what what are my thoughts about it? I remember I have control of these. Okay, Lord, these are yours, and these are the ones I'm going to work through. And then we give them back to Him and we don't hold on to them ourselves.
1: Yeah, bring them all back to Him. And man, a lot. I was just thinking of myself and then other situations with other people in life, how a lot of it does go to people pleasing. Without thinking that it does, but a lot of those roots of things that we deal with start in people pleasing. I also, just being transparent, I'm like, oh my gosh. And a lot of the issues that I was having shame about, I'm like, I'm hiding. Like there was just like a moment, I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize by. Not doing this action is me hiding without even realizing it. So I think that's just such a good exercise. Thank you for sharing that. That we can all do that. I can go back after this and do and just figure out, like, okay, what am I thinking that's preventing me from operating in moving towards what God has? You know, the path to whatever it is for faith and gather, or even my family relationships, whatever that is, and find the root of that through that exercise. I think that's so wonderful. Oh, man, this has been so good, Whitney. Thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. You have so much knowledge. I could literally, I was looking at the time, I'm like, dang, I could talk for another like <laughs> half hour, but we got to wrap this thing up. So maybe we'll have you again on another day and then we can oh, I'd love that. elaborate more. Uh, but I do want to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners how they can connect with you and work with you. Oh, thank you. appreciate that.
0: Well, I've mentioned a few times, I do one-on-one coaching still, and I really love that, but I feel like the Lord has called me over and over again in my Jonah moments to continue to create this container of women that are Christian female entrepreneurs and wanting to be in a community and be able to share some of the things that they are walking through and working through and ditch the shame cycle and find their identity and create some boundaries and that sort of thing. And so I have a group coaching mastermind called The Well. And it starts in February. It goes for six months. And so if you want more information or if listeners want more information, my website is whitneycronberger.com. And then they can just click on the well. It has lots of information there. And there's an application on there as well that they can go and apply for if they're qualified to do that. So you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Kronberger. As I've said before, I, really, I love DMs. I love people messaging me. And I also have a podcast called The Original Female Entrepreneur that focuses on the Proverbs 31 woman. And so if that is helpful, then they can go listen to that. But this has just been a huge honor. And I I just know that what you're doing is so important and Holy Spirit is working in you. And I just want to applaud your faithfulness to that. And thank you for creating this space. It's It truly has been such a good thing today.
1: Mm, thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Yeah, He's doing a work. I'll tell you that. <laughs> in all of us. Yes. In all of us. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I have one more question for you. I want to know what brought you joy today.
0: Oh man. Gosh, well my day's kind of just getting started, but oh gosh, I got a real big sloppy wet kiss from my 4-year-old this morning that was not um I did not ask for it. He just plopped it right on me. And he does it all the time. And he says, always, he says, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. I lo-. And I just think, I know not every kid does that. And so I'm going to be grateful for that today. So I'm grateful for a sloppy wet kiss from a real cute four-year-old.
1: <laughs> oh, so stinking precious. And yeah, they don't, they don't do it all the time. Not all they don't. kids do. So yes, nope. soak that. And that is, that is joy right there. Yeah. Written all over it. (laughs) I love it. Whitney, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. God definitely has his hand all over you. I can see it. I can feel it. So keep doing what you're doing, and I appreciate you. Well, I just made a new bestie. Whitney's heart for obedience and following God's will is fire. My hand was getting so sore from the notes and quotes I was writing down during our chat. For a little recap, spending time with god is number one always number one your identity is found in him so when you know who he is you can confidently walk where he has placed you and the community you surround yourself with is crucial so be bold and find a group of people who love and support you and even more love the lord i'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com. For show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.